Kathy. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched The Big Sick, directed by Michael Showalter and released in 2017. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Kumail and Emily fall in love but struggle with culture clash until Emily contracts a mysterious illness and Kumail finds himself forced to deal with her parents, his family's expectations, and his true feelings. So, yeah. I feel like we should do, like, a little segment where we're like, so this is a comedy movie and it stars these people or something while we do the, yeah. the spoiler-free segment. Sure. It's probably something okay. I should talk to I, you before I, we started recording. That's okay. I will start on that. So this stars Kumail Nanjini, who's probably best known for Silicon Valley. Um, he's a comedian and actor. And Kumail um, is married to a lady called Emily Gordon, and they wrote this movie together about their real-life story. Kumail is a... Uh, living in Chicago, doing stand-up and driving an Uber, and Emily is a grad student. And um, they kind of – he's from a – he's – he'd, like, emigrated from Pakistan mm. as a teenager. His family is relatively traditional and expects him to marry a Pakistani, a Pakistani girl. girl um, but he falls for Emily, but they spend ages uh, with him not telling his parents about her and or this sort of conflict comes to a head and they break up. But Emily gets sick. This is spoilers, though. Yeah, this is spoilers. But and, but well, no, this is this was basically in the in the thing. But Emily gets sick, and then um, oh, yeah, but then breaking up is, and I didn't know about that right. when I went to see it. Um, in the in the film, Zoe Kazan plays Emily. Yes, she does. Emily's not an actress, but she did write this. Emily, yeah. real life Emily. Um, but but film Emily is played by Zoe Kazan, who's lovely. Yes. I'm not particularly familiar with her, although I did find out that she's Elia Kazan's yeah, granddaughter. Um, that must be explained why. I thought she was so much younger than she is. She, she's like 32. Yeah, because I knew Kamel was around um, like his in his late 30s. He's 39. Mm. And I was like, oh, this must be one of those movies where they have a really big age gap, but it's actually not that big. No, no. And um, I mean, presumably they're playing themselves a few years younger. But yeah, she's definitely meant to be playing over 30. And yeah. so is he. Um, yeah, and so... My sort of spoiler-free review is this is such a lovely, sweet movie about nice people um, faced with a difficult situation, but, uh, like, I guess, uh, I don't want to spoil, but, like, you know, everything turns out all right in the end, but it is kind of a spoiler, that the fact that they wrote their own movie. But, um, yes. <laughs> so, but it's just, like, it's nice. It was a lovely, relaxing way to spend a couple of hours. It's yeah. funny. It, the people are lovely and they're very engaging. The characters are interesting. I actually really – And it balances comedy and drama really nicely. It's mm. it's really good. It's a really good film and it's nice. And it's an Apatow – it's not Apatow directed, but it's – Production. It's a production no, directed it's, by Michael Showalter who um, was the guy from Big, uh, from Wet Hot American Summer, yeah. for anybody who's familiar with that. he um, I think he created it and wrote it and directed it and mm. was in it. I can't remember the character, but he's the dorky main character in Wet Hot American Summer. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't suffer from those Apatowish problems of being too long or whatever. It's actually just the perfect length. The story is just beautifully put together and it hits all the right beats. So I, even though it's based on a, on a real story, they've obviously worked to write it into a good script yeah. so that the beats work and it builds and there's tension. Yeah, there, there's a little there, disclaimer at the end that says some characters and events have been fictionalised. Mm, yeah, and one thing that I didn't even know was going to be in there is that uh, Kamel's friend group, Features a fat girl and nothing is ever made of her weight. She's just part of the friend group, and <laughs> it seems true. like she's dating the hot tall guy as well. I feel like maybe we're getting out of the. We, are, um, we, are getting, we should sorry. Just give the we're getting into the actual <laughs> movie. But yes, spoiler free. I just love this movie. Should people see this movie? Yes, yes, I think so too. This is great. If you want to go see a movie, I strongly recommend going to see this. Okay, um, mm. so now we can get into the spoilers. Now we can section. get into spoilers, and I can wax um, all about. This is not probably the most important comment to make about this movie, but Holly Hunter's so tiny. She's um, Ray Romano must be quite tall too. He I is think. quite. I tall. think he's a big. But 
Like, it was just kind of distracting to me frequently in this movie just how little Holly Hunter is. She's even smaller than than Zoe Kazan, who's not very big. They, they both were small. They're actually a good casting as mother and daughter because yes. they're both tiny and blonde. Yeah. Um, but Holly Hunter, like, mm. just – it was – odd to me just how little because she's such a big presence i think mm. but this movie didn't make any efforts to hide the fact that she's really teeny tiny well, in fact it made her a little pocket rocket yeah like she was she's the advocate the one who was who's advocating for her daughter's care she's the one she's the one who's the most like what the hell kumail why are you here you guys broke up kind of thing yeah she's pretty great in this movie my favorite holly hunter moment in this movie is with the racist tecla and mm. she like launches herself at him and you're like what are you gonna the do? tininess that and that works this, <laughs> this racist bro heckling him and it works because she's this tiny little southern woman who's mm. like so fierce yeah she was so so good in this movie and ray romano did a pretty good job as well i thought he, yeah dad. i thought he was really good like i didn't recognize him under his beard at first until he started talking and then I was like, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> I, I, well, I knew he was going to be in it because we when we were on the radio. Um, right. I'd forgotten. But yeah. yes, we did. Somebody talked about this on the radio and they also said, this is really nice. I like this even though yeah. I'm a – I'm a cranky old thing. I love this movie. Yeah, because it's really it's, – It's so – So lovely. The thing is, it's so, like, rooted in realism mm. um, that – and because it's a true story probably, but it mm. so feels like these kind of everyday situations and oh it my feels God, so yeah. real. And Kumail is so great and so kind of relatable and everybody just kind of puts their all into making this work mm. and it's really sweet and it works really well. But, yeah, it's it's so relatable and everything feels like the real way you might react mm. to something. That hospital staff, having dealt a couple of times with having to go, having a relative in hospital and having suddenly all these doctors explaining stuff and, not, and even just at the moment like I'm going through some medical stuff of my own, like you just – the way doctors don't actually don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about half the time. It was very, very real. That felt very real. And that well, felt like what of, it feels like to be a patient. They know what talking about, but they don't know what's – This like, every, they can't figure out what's going on Every case is yet. specific and every yeah. case is kind of different. And you as a as the family or the next of kin or whatever, you often – if you're non-medical and you're faced with this big medical establishment, it's it felt – that felt really – relatable and very real mm. and I think a lot of people will know what that's like to go through but it, the film explains it really what well. you don't have to have gone through these experiences yeah. um, same with dealing with Kamal's family like his Pakistani family and their expectations and his mother's constant attempts to set him up with a nice Pakistani girl she just dropped by <laughs> that was great she was great she was really good I love the dad um, mm. and I was like oh I've seen him before it was um, he's the dad in Sense8 I've New seen him in a million care. things yeah, before he's a really um, well-known he's a, actor yeah but he uh, I I was thinking of him in Sensei playing a fairly similar role mm. as like a, you know, as a dad character. I think he's the dad in funny. Bend It Like Beckham too, actually. Yeah, I think so. I think I saw that on it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but I've def- he's definitely a really well-known actor. Yeah, um, he was great. Um, he was great. The whole, like, yeah, the I mean, everybody in this is so well cast. It just kind of everything fits together nicely. Um, the bit the bit with his brother, Naveed, as well, that whole relationship felt very real and very, like, ter- we, we hate terrorists. <laughs> when, they're in the, when they're eating in the, in the restaurant yeah. and they say something a little too loudly and people look over at them and Kamel's like, we hate terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, woven man. in nicely as well because, like, what one of the first thing Holly Hunter's Holly Hunter says to him is so 9-11? No, Ray Romano oh, says Ray Romano, that. Holly sorry. Hunter does not. Um, She's in fact rather um, appalled by yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> She's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, and so that's sort of woven in. It's like it's part of his life, but it's not his every, not his whole life. Um, yeah, and then and, the and then she asks stuff. if that was if the hecklers like if that happens every time, and he's mm. like, if it happened every time, I'd quit. Mm. So it was a nice way to like 
weave that in without being heavy-handed but also still making it funny. Um, yeah. Because well, that's kind of Kamel's shtick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he does a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a bit at the end that you said, I've heard this and I realised I had as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the every day is um, Thanksgiving, yeah. Macy's Day parade story. Um, I've heard that one before too. I, I'm only familiar with Kamel Nanjiani as a comedian, mm-hmm. as a stand-up comedian. Um, I've heard him on podcasts and oh, right. like seen him do stand-up. So, I didn't know he even was an actor. I didn't know he was in Silicon Valley because I've never seen that show. So I I didn't know what he was going to be like as an actor mm. in this movie, especially playing himself. But he and was I think he's great. still very new to acting as well. Like yeah. I I don't think he's done a lot of roles. But I've seen people play themselves before and be really awkward, and mm. he didn't do that at all. He was very very natural and very relatable yeah. and believable. Yeah, I just said he's new to acting, and then his IMDb lists sixty three acting roles. So I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> I just hadn't seen him much and was more familiar with his comedic stuff. Yeah, that's that. But I'm, a lot of what he's done is sketch comedy shows and things like that that's what i'm familiar with yeah from him um there's other people in that cast as well um i'm pretty sure the the fat girl ad bryant is a signed up bo burnham um, i think she's from she's actually from saturday night live ad bryant yeah i think she's stand up yeah right she's yeah no she's a real stand-up yeah she may um, really be camille's friend i don't know and bo burnham as well yeah um you can kind of it's that one of those movies that are about comedians by comedians that you sit there watching it going, God, I'm so glad I'm not friends with comedians. Oh, my God. <laughs> it'd be so difficult because every time you try and say anything to them, they just turn it into a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be re- – I, fi- I f- just find it really frustrating. Yeah. I feel like I would get really frustrated by them. Yeah, I'm sure it would. But it's also – again, that was like a really nice um, exploration of how, you know, little tribes spring – you know, you find mm. your tribe of people. You're, they're his sort of comedy people. And it's like – with comedians, you never really know if they're, like, taking anything seriously or what's mm. true because so much of it is, like, a comedian persona mm. and they'll make jokes about things and you're like, are you real- do you really think that's funny or are you just, like, trying to make find the joke in this situation mm. and things like that that I think I would find frustrating to be yeah. <laughs> friends uh, with a comedian? I, I thought it was interesting, actually, that that, that central relationship between Kamal's character and Ray Romano, and Ray Romano being a sta- having been a stand-up mm. and best known for that as well, and kind of like, well, no, he's best known for everybody. Loves well, Ray yeah, and- but I think he's he was like a stand-up who got a show. Like that mm. was that era when if you were a good stand-up, you could just get a, sh- a sitcom made. Um, I don't know. I don't know that that era is actually finished. <laughs> it's just that the sitcoms or um, the shows like are, are different. sitcoms the way they used to yeah. be. And I mean, because um, John Mulaney got that terrible show not that long ago, and Louis C.K. has a yeah, show, and I think you still see that, especially with you know Men. male comedians. Although yeah. there was a woman that got a show just like last year that got cancelled or mm. something. But yeah, but I, I did think that was interesting that like that sort of layer of him having been a stand-up for many years and yeah. sort of hearing all Well, the everybody in stories. this is comedians, whether they're playing yeah. a comedic role or not. Well, I mean, yeah, Ho- Holly Hunter's got great, like, range, so she can do whatever you put her ha- yes. her mind to, and she's great in the comedic um, And role. two musical theatre people who popped up in this movie oh, right. who made me happy. Um, Rebecca Naomi Jones, I got really excited about, and you were like, mm. what? <laughs> the you friend. squealed, yeah, she's like um, Emily's friend. <laughs> yeah, she's, who's barely in it. She's in one scene, mm. and then later on you see her at the party, but she doesn't talk. Mm. Um, and uh, David Alan Greer, um, oh, right. who was the comedy, like the cocaine guy. Oh, right, yep, yeah. yep. And also, I guess, to a certain extent, Bella Lovell, who was from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who um, was in this movie as one of the – as the best of the Pakistani love interests. Oh, right. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So, she's she's adorable. She's great. Mm, yeah. I like I, – I really liked her. Yeah, me um, too. Actually, the scene – that they actually let that play out with the scene as well, where he kind of tries to let her – he 
let her down gently and explain what's going on and, and she's you actually see it from her perspective, from the yeah. perspective of all I these really women. I really appreciate that they didn't let Kumail off for the shittiness of what he was doing. Mm. No, like I agree. That you don't only see it from his perspective but also all the people he's hurting mm-hmm. and by doing it and things like that. And they let him make some good points while also not always being right, Yeah, which I thought was really sweet. It's a, it's a good – like it's a very sort of clear-eyed for something that he wrote about himself and he's playing himself. It's a very clear-eyed look at the character of himself. I I, I want to know if the thing about his one man's show is true <laughs> because I, that was so hard to watch. That was like watching those Friends episodes where Joey would do a play and oh. everybody was in the audience like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Or the, the Gilmore Girls reunion with that terrible, terrible musical. Yeah, I loved that. But awful. <laughs> No, but yeah, it was. It, I found that so awkward and yeah. so diff- And it, it was like everybody in the audience you could feel was feeling really awkward. And mm-hmm. then he did the one later that was so much was better. Much better because he'd taken Emily's feedback on board. Yeah, it wasn't just that. Though. No, it he'd was, been through better some shit. <laughs> he was only able to do the better show after he'd lived through what he'd lived through and dealt with some of his things. But he was funnier in his stand-up before and then the one-man show became funny mm, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, like, it seems like it just – It's almost like he it's him, the, his sort of journey to finding out that he may actually be better in sketches and acting than he is as a stand-up ne- or necessarily. I don't know. He does – but no, the stand-up was still fine. It was the one-man show that was the problem. Yeah. That was di- that's separate from the stand up, right? Like, right. A one man show is not a stand up. But bit. He, we it's don't a- actually ever see him get good at stand up again. We actually see him do the one man show. No, well. he did stand up. She sees him that stand up at the oh, end. Oh, right. Of the- Sorry, right at the end. Yes, in yes. that little club. In yeah. the talking about that yeah. joke that we already knew. So yeah, he definitely did get better at stand up again. I think that was mm. just more of a like, oh, she made him a better person, and we see that through the show. But I think that was like one of those things that was mm. fictionalized. Like it didn't feel like it would have that much of an impact just by what she said, mm. you know? Because mm. the problem with the original show wasn't just that she didn't feel like – you didn't feel like you knew anything about him. It was that it wasn't funny. Yeah. Like he was giving us a lot of facts that weren't interesting. Yeah, no, no, it was boring. It was boring. So it, was, it was like listening to well, a it, lecture from your dad about cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Which was included. Oh god, that was I. I couldn't stop laughing though because cricket. That, that whole cricket lecture was hilarious. Yes, because it, it was is. so boring. Yeah, it was amazing. It's not funny in itself. It's mm. like you know. No, I, I mean other than like that, cricket has some really stupid names for really things stupid. like googlies and silly mid-ons. But that like totally cracked me up. But I think that part of that was the awkwardness. You just like yes. oh god. Oh, and we please. have the um the cultural context mm. for it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I liked all the cultural stuff. Um, I liked the very kind of pragmatic but kind-hearted view it had of the Muslim parents and mm. the Pakistani mm. background and arranged marriages and things mm. um, and how it worked for some people and not for other people and stuff. Yeah. I, I kind of But it wasn't that. like judgmental or it was yeah. just that this is how it is. You know, it was it – was, it, it explained to the audience without talking down to them but at the same time it also let the audience see it with more empathy. Than you might yes, normally see. But it, it. It, does, it did that while also criticizing it. I yeah, think yeah. Is important. Like, Kamel says, I don't understand why we have to mm. do this and it doesn't make sense for me. And but like, still, he's really easily able to explain it to other people by saying, in Pakistan, you know, we call arranged marriage marriage and the other marriages are love marriages. And, you know, like, he actually explains it quite yes. succinctly at one point. Yeah. To someone. Um, 
it was just interesting. It's mm. nice to see things from different perspectives and things. Well, and it's it's really why, important. yeah, it's well, it's why it's important that you get stories from other perspectives that are actually written by, like, not just you know, uh, starring the person, but actually written by somebody with actual deep understanding of the culture that they're talking about. Yeah. And it's nice to see, like, a little peek into their family life and the dad yeah. always singing and stuff like that was really mm. sweet. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I started talking earlier about the brother. The, their yeah. adorable relationship is, like, that very brotherly type ragging on one another and teasing mm. one another and, you know, making fun of them for this, for certain things. But his brother's the first one to support him afterwards yeah. as well, like, Absolutely. after the big falling They're, out. Yeah. That, that was what was lovely about it. It was yeah. that, that, um, that when it mattered, his brother was there for him. Yeah. In the funniest outfit, like he shows up to the comedy thing in what I assume he thinks is like a comedy show outfit, and he's got like sunglasses and like this bright blue flowered, like almost Hawaiian style shirt and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "What are you doing?" I, and it, it looks like he's worn lots of layers so that he can disguise himself. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Makes him stand out. It was really mm. funny. I thought that was cute. Yeah, so we should probably get into like the actual sort of plot of the movie, I guess, which is yeah. Um, I didn't know. I knew that she got sick at some point. I assumed mm. she had cancer. Yeah, for some I reason. think I did the same thing. Um, and it was actually like she has Stills' disease. Yeah, right? so it, and and it's almost more complicated than cancer because she's in hospital. There's nobody there to sign the consent forms for her yeah. to be intubated, and so he has to. And she's in a coma for most of the time. Most of her being sick is her in a coma. Yeah. So it's not like having cancer at all, really. Yeah. I mean, I understand that this is the thing that happened and so, like, you can't get mm. too critical of this, but removing her from the movie for that long a period of time is kind of detrimental to, like, the sense of their relationship and things like that. Mm. There's a point at which she says he's had all these changes but she was just asleep. So That's she right. just went to sleep and woke up and he was completely different. And um, pa- her parents liked him and stuff. Yeah. So it's strange to her and you're like, yeah, that's really interesting, but it, we still never get it from her point mm. of view. Mm-hmm. We just kind of get told her point of view, um, yeah. which I get because it has to be from his point of view for the movie to make sense. Yeah. But you do kind of get a distancing from, from Emily, Emily yeah. and like her feelings on things mm. and stuff via that necessity. Which yeah. kind of is one of the only detriments that I can think of in the movie. Yeah. I think if that you, we don't get enough of her. If you wrote this as like a as a fiction script, if it, there wasn't a real story to base it on, you would write it differently. Yeah, you'd make <laughs> cancer. Ne- like you may not break, have them break up. You'd kind of do it. You might just have them go through a rough patch or something. Um, you'd. I think you would do it differently. But yeah, it's what really. I, I, I what think the really breakup works. I think the breakup happened. works really well. Having that drama and then immediately following it with her going into mm. the coma works really well because he's already kind of torn up about it and then getting the extra kind and of level. And then having level. to kind of look at it, yeah, from that different way. So that was that was fine. I didn't have that much of an issue with that. I had more of an issue with just – it just means that you don't get to see – like the beginning of the movie you see a lot of her. Yep. a lot of Emily and you start to like her and, and you feel you that presence idea. and yeah. then that's just taken away from you mm-hmm. and you have to base everything else on what that felt like. But I didn't feel like we got quite enough time. But then you didn't so have so long with just Kumail and the parents. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have enough time with them if you'd spent more time with Emily. Yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't have enough time for him, his journey to, develop to make that sense. relationship. So yeah. I get why it happened and why it's a necessity, but it doesn't change the fact that it feels like – Kind, she never kind of comes back into the movie properly. Yeah, yeah. And that affection for her that we've built kind of fades towards the end of the movie because mm. we don't get enough of her 
if that makes no, sense. No, that makes sense. I yeah. was thinking that while I was watching it, actually. I was like, I miss Emily. Yeah, exactly. When you I kind was of like, sort of through it. It's like, it would have been almost been good to have maybe a flashback scene that they'd held back on or something mm. just to reaffirm that relationship so that we yeah. could feel it again and, and understand it again, mm. um, just as a refresher. Yeah, yeah. Especially since when she comes back from, um, when she wakes up from the coma and everything, she's still mad at Kumail, yeah, which is a- completely understandable. Yeah. But, like, we need the refresher of why we're rooting for this, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I just felt like that was a little bit, even if, I, I know it was real, but I felt like they could have maybe used a creative way around that. Yeah, because they, they had to fudge it a bit, basically, to yeah. make, make that work. Whereas in real life, it would have, you know, there were probably months of time in which all yeah, this exactly. happened. You've got to and, condense this relationship yeah. into this and hour it does and a half, show, two hour like, movie. They don't, um, it does show, you know, he goes off to New York and she comes along you don't know how much longer time yeah. has passed at that point and so presumably in real life you know that that there was a whole lot of stuff that went on in the background over maybe a year or something yeah but you it's hard to show that on on film and it you kind of he's so sweet and relatable and lovely that you kind of just you sort of go with it a bit mm. um the sort of easiness of how it happens yeah i mean i i don't know just i i would have liked to have seen more of her i get yeah. why there wasn't it just i get that got that feeling of like it, there's a little bit of frustration there, mm. but I like the slow build up to Kamel's inevitable breakdown. Mm-hmm. That was really good, and yeah. the whole day that led up to that, I loved all of that stuff. Mm. I liked him with Holly Hunter better than him with Ray Romano. Okay, just because I don't know, there was she's more kind of. I think it's because she's an actress, and they're both comedians. Yeah. And so they did she's feel like putting, they were growing around a bit yeah. sometimes. So it feels a bit like she's putting more into the acting part mm. of it and like trying to make that connection and mm. trying to make her character believable. Whereas Ray Romano is just like playing himself in that situation, yeah. but not funny. No, I, yeah, you're right. That scene, particularly at Emily's apartment where Ray Romano's passed out on the couch and she yes, opens up so to him and talks about oh. how how hard it was for her to get married to him because he was so unlike the rest of her family mm. and she was from this like southern military family and and he was this you know broad new yorker who was so tall and like i just thought that was a really nice connection and she she really i maybe is based on real beth maybe it's not but she's really put work into the backstory of her character mm. like you get the idea that that holly hunter spent some time thinking about what kind of person Beth was and where she'd come from yeah, and what exactly. she'd been through and why she was the way she was. Well, yeah, whereas Ray Romano just feels like he's- And she also, like, there is actually a little bit of a type about her, the sort mm. of small American soccer mum who's got a backbone of steel kind mm. of thing. There is there is that depth to her. Yeah, like the role Sandra Bullock played in that movie yeah, with yeah, the that, footballer. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, that she got the Oscar for for some reason. Yeah, it, it's a, it is a type that we've seen before, but it's a recognisable type and it's played with a lot of respect. I like that she was so like dressed down too. Like, oh yeah, like in very her simple makeup, like very kind of everyday clothes. She wore jeans and, and the same sneakers all the way through. Yeah, which is what you would wear if someone had called you in the middle of the night to tell you your daughter was in hospital. Yeah, you just get out of bed, you put on your clothes, and you go. But and there's she, no kind like of like actress like um, vanity. Vanity. There. No, she just did what was needed for the role, and she's so. I just feel like she's the kind of the 
kingpin of this movie, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. she is the one that's holding everything together, but also like she's she her presence when she shows up is so felt mm. that like I think it almost kind of overtakes Emily's, you know, in a yeah. in some way that she's because she's so strong, yes, um, and she's so good in this and so fully fleshed out as a character. They were so lucky to get her. For they this. really were. I, I mean, I don't know the story of it, but it seems like it's it's made fairly independently. Amazon is distributing mm. it, yeah. so. It probably they probably didn't have a lot of money, and um, but I'm glad she wanted to do it as well. I mean, Holly Hunter's been kind of, you know, doing Superman movies and stuff like that. So perhaps yeah. she's you know got plenty of money, and she she's an interesting project like this, and she's happy to do it. So that's great. I'm very yeah, glad that she did. Yeah, they still probably would have had but to sell it to her, and they, they would, she would have been the get of the yeah. movie. Like of all the of all the people to pitch to, the person who probably got the most money and probably helped sort of make it happen would have been her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she kind of, yeah, she really holds the movie together well. Mm. Um, I think I would have really liked to see, I know it's not possible, I would have really liked to see a, a scene where the two families met each other. Yeah. That would have been really fun to see. Mm. Again, I get why they didn't, but, like, it would have been really interesting to yeah. see the kind of the parents have to interact. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that would have fit in, but no, it would have been, been fascinating. No, but it would have been really good. And to have a little bit more fun with, what they were doing, mm. um, like to to bend the truth a little bit more to kind of get the most out of the movie. Because, mm. like, well, it does feel very real. I think sticking to the truth kind of in some places means that they weren't able to get as much out of the premise as they could. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really nice. It, you could I, – I know where you'd fit it in, actually. You would fit it in at the point where he's leaving town or something. You'd yeah. Make, you'd make – Emily's parents be leaving town the same day as he's leaving town, so they go to see him, and then his parents show up, yeah. and yeah, and and, and has some awkward interaction super between awkward thing where his mother's trying not to look at him, but she's <laughs> too well brought up not to not to go and introduce herself to Emily's parents. That was the line that cracked me up the most. Was that um, I'm forbidden to hug you? That I laughed <laughs> when his dad says that, and like I don't know why it made me laugh so much harder than everybody else, but that made me it laugh was really such hard. A good scene though, because his yeah. mother is like determinedly sitting in the back of the cab, <laughs> just straightforward. But she's made his favorite dish, I know. and with extra potatoes, how he likes it. And his dad's like, "You're still out of the family. Have this Here, food we made you. Have this food your mother made specially for you. That is your favorite food. Yeah. That she did something special to that you like. Yeah, exactly." It's a adorable it is so cute and he does it so he's so good mm. that's i think partly why i wanted to see them interact because the dad is camille's uh, uh, dad is so good and holly hunter is so good mm. that when if mm. you put them together i can see sparks really work flying yeah there. yeah it would have really like you know come alive i think if those two had gotten to interact and he was so funny in that scene, mm. like just trying to balance his wife's demands with wanting to say goodbye <laughs> to his kid. I, I loved know. it. I just loved it. Um, and I think also the cultural jokes make me laugh harder. I just, it's just funny to me when mm. he has to kind of deal with that and he does it with humor. Yeah. I like that. I think that's also one of the things that Kumail is best at because that's a lot of what he's. It's his stand up. Yes. Yeah, it's his. Stuff. Yeah. That's what he works with and he does it really well. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. Because, like, this movie's not very well shot. No. Which is the truth of a lot of comedies. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene in a supermarket when mm. Emily's talking about her ankle. Yeah. I was like, why is this shot like this? This is so frustrating. Because <laughs> it's, like, from far away over the top of shelves. Yeah, yeah. And I can just see Michael Showalter going into that supermarket and going, hey, this will look cool if we do this. And I'm like, no, because you're removing us from the emotion of this mm. moment. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. And I mean, this is like, he's a TV director, primarily. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think he's done any, uh, maybe, like, I don't think he's actually done any other films. And But he has directed a fair chunk of, of TV. And so I think it, it's, but it is, it's that comedy director thing. Of, yeah. He's more worried about where the laughs are coming from yeah. and how the actors are working. And the comedic timing and the beats and stuff. Yeah. So that's what he's concerned about. And that's yeah. why comedic movies tend to not be as well shot. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a bit sad, but it was like, it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. But it's, it's a not, comedy. It's, it's fine. Yeah, but it's workmanlike. It's not like excellent or interesting yes. or innovative. I actually think Judd Apatow has a better sense of visuals, mm. but that's partly experience as well. He's done a lot more movies. Mm. Um, mm. But like, yeah, all the beats and stuff work. It's just that shot. I was like, this is, this is like, but it, it also, it felt like a documentary kind of looking in thing, yeah. which is the opposite of what we've had so far, which is yeah. very much us in the situation with Kamel. Mm. So it doesn't it, it actually detracts from the movie to me to yeah. do it that way. We also noticed there's a lot of songs on the soundtrack, but we didn't really pick up on them being in the movie. No. Which is strange. No, not at all. Especially as we watched like Atomic Blonde today after this yeah, one. I was just thinking and, that. Um, it's got it is got a killer soundtrack, but they're all really obvious and they're yeah. used to effect. But but yeah, we, we looked through the credits and there's all these songs and we're like, where were these? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know who I didn't like in this movie, but I don't think you're supposed to, is his roommate. No, you're not. I don't think you are. But yeah, I see. Yeah. There's there's a reason he gets kicked out. He's not invited to New York with the rest of them. And he gets he doesn't get the audition. Or like, he's kind of like the – and it also shows that he's still – he's just sleeping on the couch. So it's not even like he's a roommate. He's like this <laughs> – He's almost like a parasite to the friend group. Yeah. And I understand why he's there, but I don't feel like he was all that necessary to be there. Mm. I feel like that was almost a part of the movie that, like, I think the comedian side of Kamel was kind of underdeveloped in it. Yeah. Um, and he felt like a part of that. And the stuff with A.D. Bryant um, and Bo Burnham was really cute and funny. Yeah. But then there's an, a, another guy who's just a white guy who they're like, the Sam guy. You know, oh, yeah, randomly Sam at says one point. what or something like People that. People say Sam. People say Sam, yeah. that's it. And I was like, yeah, this is – I can't keep – you can't expect me to remember this guy as well as this other guy yeah. and then this guy who's supposed to be the Montreal guy. Like, maybe this was how it really happened, but please condense it because I'm getting mm. really frustrated. Like, people say Sam and the roommate could have been the same guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if it was like that in real life or not. Just – Keep it because we don't need all of that information on that part of Camille's life no. when the important part of the plot is in the girlfriend and in the um, hospital stuff. Yeah. We need a couple of supportive friends on the other side, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the roommate could have still stayed, but like maybe have a little less of him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's annoying. More of the brother, less of the roommate would have been nice. Yes. Yeah, I agree. The brother was a much better character. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> stuff for some reason the also him playing baseball made me laugh really really oh, hard because he was like he would like shriek when he hit the ball yeah <laughs> it was really well it was good it, that was like a really good way of telling a cultural story but through humor because he's tr obviously he's trying so hard to be a good american but also to please his parents like naveed mm. spends all his life just trying hard to do to please everybody else except himself like he's yeah. trying to be a good american he's trying to be a good muslim he's trying to be a good son and yeah, it seems like his wife was really great. Though, she was so. funny. Like she, she was funny. her little interjections and oh, you should be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> were great. I liked that she was a kind of fleshed out character too. Mm. I like that they had sort of gave everybody their due. Yeah. Which, like, if they weren't based on real people, you've seen those movies where they wouldn't have been. You know, mm. 
but these are all people in their lives, so they so feel they like they felt like to, they had to yeah. Yeah, do the right thing by them. I'm now I'm since you said at the beginning of the movie, I genuinely wonder whether A.D. Bryant and Kumail Nanjiani went out to New York together. Oh, I want to know, know if it's like those real people, but yeah. he, her her character name's different, so maybe it was a different mm. person, or or maybe she's just playing a fictionalized version of herself. Like Emily's name is slightly fictionalized, and her parents' names are slightly slightly changed. Like the parents in the movie are Terry and Beth, and in real life they're Jerry and something else. Beth, <laughs> so, no, yeah, like that's clearly not it. <laughs> no, oh, it was in the the thank yous at the bottom of the credits, so I didn't get to read like the whole thing, but um, yeah. <laughs> Like they're ver- they're very close in name, but not yeah. quite the same. You know, just enough plausible deniability kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the parents didn't give the okay to the movie. They sh- well, they they read they the were- credits as as thanks. So I'm sure they did, but the, yeah. I think they probably also kind of said <laughs> we're taking some some license. Jerry's now Terry. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the um the affair stuff and things like that might being have been a- put on the screen might have been a little yeah. off putting for them. Yeah, especially since that scene didn't. I didn't think that was very good. I think that's part of my, like, they weren't as good together thing is that mm. that scene was really not as good compared to the Holly Hunter okay. Kumail scene yeah, to yeah. me. Um, and that's partly because it wasn't shot very well because it was an awkward kind of positioning for it. Mm. And that may have been what really happened. But it, And it's funny, but it doesn't really work for the scene. Yeah. Whereas and, I kind of picked up on the camaraderie between the two actors and it was yeah. like, oh, that these two are having fun. I and got that, was that nice sense too, it. but that's that's mm. not a fun scene. Mm. So, like, I just didn't feel like it was as – it didn't hit hard, as hard as it should have. Mm. Like, when he says that he had an affair, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it didn't feel emotional or you anything. You sort of wonder if there was a bit of improvisation allowed there, like if they kind of just let them try it a few mm. different ways and pick the best best of the takes that they had. Maybe. I don't know, but it just didn't mm. – it didn't have that kind of punch to it. But obviously, it was one of the more memorable scenes. I do feel mm. like it was – you said it was exactly as long as it needed to be. I felt like it ran a little bit long. Yeah, it probably um, could have been trimmed a little, but yeah. yeah. But like, And especially since I would feel like Kumail's frustration, like on the day when he didn't want Emily to be moved and mm. then everything kind of went wrong for him. Yeah. Um, and then he had the, the amazing, um, like, worst set ever that was supposed to be so terrible. And I was like, really? You guys didn't? It's it's strange to me because I was like, clearly he was having a, a genuine. really bad experience. Yeah. And he just went out on stage when he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, he definitely shouldn't have. But that's very much in keeping with the character as far as we mm. know and it allows, up until that point. And it, it also helps with the Emily reuniting at the end because she yeah. there's a video for her to see. Exactly. I just thought that like it's weird because they say it's like the worst bomb ever. And mm. I don't know if that was a real thing that happened, but I'm like – it's clearly not the worst bomb ever. It's no, clearly him it's going clearly through something someone, that really happened. He's in a really bad place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I feel like that would have been a bit different to what yeah. it was. It might have even gone viral for like, wow, look how much this guy loves his girlfriend rather yeah. than this is the worst bomb ever kind of yeah, an idea, you know? I think so. Which doesn't work as well for the dramatic tension of the movie. <laughs> no. But like, it just doesn't feel like that's kind of, that just felt a little off to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt right having the comedians make jokes about it. Oh yeah, but the rest of the world kind of doing it that way as well doesn't. No, isn't. You quite feel like regular people would have been empathetic, either empathetic or confused, yeah. or like annoyed or upset by mm. it, rather than making fun of it. Yeah, that feels like a very comedian move, mm. and it also feels like something that didn't happen. But I don't know if it did. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about doesn't. them to be able to know that either. It doesn't feel like it really happened that way, at least. Mm. But yeah, this is a great movie. It is. Um, we've we're, it's so sweet and so well it's put just together. So nice, and like genuine. What a lovely thing to have in the middle of the a year that's so bad. 
Like what a nice thing to have in like it's a, funny. a it, bad time in the world. It is a bad time in the world, but it feels less bad than last year. <laughs> Even though this is when all the bad stuff is happening, everything was set up for it last year. And now it feels like everything is kind of like... Yeah, I, I think I just in my life this year has been much worse. Oh, okay. So I kind of, this year is a bad year. Whereas last year I was like, yes, it's a bad year in the world, but it's not a bad year for me personally. Last year felt terrible. It, it just Things were going wrong, but also like the movies were bad and everything yeah. was so flat. But I just, this is, yeah, and this year the movies have been much better. And I, I was just thinking like, like it's more that in a world that is tough and when things are tough and when times are tough, it is nice to have a nice movie that's sort of small and concentrated still like is of the world and still lives in the real world but is like a nice little world that you can escape to for a couple of hours i think that's nice but there's also something about like kumail telling the story Mm. being an immigrant from pakistan and being so relatable and so american Mm. and loving american culture so much and loving an american woman and all this sort of stuff Mm. That's really like kind of uh, necessary right now. Like yeah. it's almost like it's a statement, even though it would have been made. Oh, probably not that long before. Actually, it's a comedy. It wouldn't have had that big a turnover. No, in the last year, sometime. So, but yeah, it just really is really interesting to me that that was. It, it's almost a statement without being a statement at all. Just yeah. by them expressing themselves and by Kamel having the romantic lead in this rom-com that's got this it's got this wide release because it has such wonderful word of mouth yes exactly and it's really good like it is genuinely fantastic Mm. I haven't heard anybody in the um like sort of comedy communities be against it that everybody seems really really and all enthusiastic about it and Kamel's really funny and really great and everyone who sees it all the people just regular folk who see it are like oh this movie is lovely and the thing about it it is there's no punching down there's Mm. no like you know mean spirited jokes or anything like that it's really good on that front um and Kamel is too he's really great and Mm. i advise that people go follow him on twitter because that's how i know him best because i follow him on twitter (laughs) actually don't follow him on twitter so Um, i should do that yeah he's just like I think his the force of his personality mm. has really come to the foreground recently and he's a really good voice to be listening mm. to at the moment. Um, and he's great and the movie is great and yeah. everything. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to give it a score? I'm going to give it – I'm going to give it four out of five stars, I think. The fact that it wasn't very well directed kind of distracts me a little bit too much. Um mm. I was kind. Of, I'm kind of between four and a half and four, mm. but I'm going to go with four just because it's. I feel like it could be a little bit tighter and better made if it had, like, a really good director behind it and really mm. experienced people behind it. But I love the genuine nature of it. Yeah, I'm actually also going for four. It's not perfect, but it's so lovely. Yeah. It's such a good way to spend a couple of hours, and so yeah. I um I really hope people go see it. Yeah, I me think. too. I mean, c- coming out through Amazon, it means it'll probably stream everywhere in like two months from now. But I think True. it would be nice to go and see in the cinema. It's if you need if you need a date movie, if you need a movie to see with your mum, if you need a movie to take your parents yeah. to. It just it, it's so like it's so suitable for so many. It's a good cross generational movie. Yeah, take the family. Like it's a really good movie. Um, for <laughs> I just, just remember so that, many purposes. That bit where she had to poop. I liked that. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. That's like total movie thing where girls are afraid to poop at anyone's house but their own i felt like that felt real though yeah I, it, it did it was really funny not but, just like a movie thing but like uh, a real kind of her real anxiety about yeah, pooping yeah. In somebody it else's wouldn't, house. it wouldn't surprise me i don't know of anyone who is like that 
but I'm sure people. Well, there no, are but people she just really wanted like to go down the road to do it. Yeah, not yeah. To she her wasn't own like house. going back home and, and stuff. He but, took her back home. Yeah, but. and there's and it's and it's very real in the sense of that new relationship. Sort yeah, of exactly. That's thing what where I was doing. Of you still showing your best side to each other, and you, yeah. I just it was very sweet. And then the way that he reacts to it is really funny and yeah. cute too. But also like his roommates right there on the couch and everything, you know, it would really like yeah, I can understand why that would be the awkward, yeah. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it, that was really funny and that was really cute. She's so cute. She's adorable. I um, hope she's like doing more stuff. She is. She was in that um that Manic, Manic Pixie Dream Girl movie. Oh, okay. That was I, I think skipped. her big so I sort of no 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 where it makes fun of Manny, manic pixie dream girl yeah right itis um she was ruby sparks that's it oh where right. he writes yes, her and yes. then she comes to life and she was in something else that came out recently i feel like but i can't find it but yeah she's around oh well that's good oh that's what she's in she's the um in your eyes the joss whedon written oh, movie that came yeah. out a couple of years ago she was the lead right. in that, so i'd okay. see her in that yeah yeah um so, yeah. She's great. Hire her for more things, people. I think she's kind of mm-hmm. a bit of an it girl. At the yeah. Moment. She's getting there. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. All right. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up now. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to uh, read Katie's review of The Big Sick or some of the other movies that she watches, you can do that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye.